Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Well, hello, 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 guys. It is Friday and I am here. The James Dentley Show, where we don't think outside the box, because in our world, there is no box. We're working on getting our guest online right now. He had a little technical difficulty, but he'll be with us shortly. But I want to welcome each and every one of you all to our show and invite you to go to thejamesdentleyshow.com and listen to the replays, listen to the uh, the previous shows. we got a, a plethora of shows that are certainly impactful, um, great information, some very fun a lot of fun, uh, and it's about to go to an entirely different level. So we do a lot of incredible things as we wait for our guests to join us, and I want to invite you guys to just go there and get that information. Now, also, um, I want to promote once again our event that's taking place on November 15th, 16th, and 17th. Simply go to www.inspiredtospeak.com forward slash bootcamp, uh, inspired, E-D, number two, speak dot com forward slash bootcamp. It's going to be two and a half days. It's going to be extremely impactful. And uh, this is really a, a, a passion. This is something I'm going to give from my heart just to give back to folks and to really get people plugged in so they can have a great experience and learn how to use their voice, tell their story, whether it be your personal story or your story for your company. Uh, Mr. Reed, how you doing? Always good. I figured it out. There you go, man. You look good. There you go. What? A lot of awards back there. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not going to waste any time. You know, we got the, the show going now, and I'll also let you on Facebook Live as well. And uh, I want to go ahead and do an introduction, man. So thank you, first of all, for being on the show. I'm, I usually, I'm never nervous, and I don't know if I'm going to get nervous because I watch you interview people all over the world, some of the top thought leaders, uh, business icons, celebrities, uh, religious figures. People from all stripes, man, you've just done it all. So I want to introduce you to all of our guests. And the gentleman I want you, <laughs> there it is. I want to introduce Mr. Greg Reed. He's an author of over 80 books, 80 books. And we're going to talk about that because in order to get to 80 books, you had to start with one. And he's got some good stuff, man. He's a great writer. Uh, he is the founder of Secret Knock and now recently had Frequent Knock that's coming to cities all over the country. And I want to encourage each and every one of you guys to plug into that because the content is absolutely invaluable, the networking, but the social cause that they believe in with frequent knocks and what they stand for. You definitely want to be a part of this great community. Uh, he is not only a philanthropist, but he's also a movie producer and a movie icon now. He's got a star on a walk of fame in Las Vegas. Uh, he's a family man. And he's interviewed, I mean, everyone, celebrities, uh, business icons, uh, you name it. He's interviewed everyone. And I want to introduce each and every one of you all, uh, the incredible uh, Mr. Greg Reed. Greg, how you doing? And then the crowds go wild. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> there you go. How you feel, buddy? Uh, so good even I want to be me. I got to tell you, it's sunny in San Diego. Life is good. And as soon as we're done with this, I'm going skateboarding. You're going skateboarding. There you go. Well, look, man, I want to just start off with this because the first time I really saw you, I was at the City Gala, and mm -hmm. there was a, you interviewed uh, Halle Berry. And I, asked, I asked her to marry me, if you remember correctly. Yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> it was going to be like number five or something like that. <laughs> hey, you know, she likes to get married. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, there you go. But you were interviewing Halle Berry. It was so cool uh, because you relax people when you, when you interview them. And they just open up to you. And then Anthony Mackie was there. But then I think the thing that really tipped it for me was the interview with John DeVoto. Mm. Because we all saw Pulp Fiction. And to see you and John, if they're doing a Pulp Fiction dance and all that, it was so cool. And how was that for you, man? Because that was the first time I've heard of you. But I had never really seen you in, in, in action at that time. And that was the story of how I got to know who you were from back or looking from the outside and get a chance to just watch you so massively masterfully uh, just draw out content from people and just let them share their lives. So what got, tell us about you. What influenced you? Who influenced you? What shaped you 
to get you to where you are right now? What are the breadcrumbs that got you here today? Well, you know how it is. You know, careers usually find you rather than you go out and hunt for them. And I was very fortunate where one person dropped out of doing a speaking engagement at UCSD and they asked me to fill in. Wow. And for some reason, it just was cool. And they started passing me around like a joint at a Grateful Dead concert to all the universities. <laughs> and next thing you know, a kid came up to me and said, gosh, he goes, you should write a book. I go, I've never read a whole book. I go, that's a great goal. <laughs> so I sat down and I went heads deep to create my first ever uh, bestseller, but no one else saw it the way I did. And you're alluding to, I was turned down by 268 publishers in a row, the first book I did. And the 269th one said, we'll publish it, but you have to change the title, the beginning, the middle, and the end part. <laughs> it just wasn't a great writer. So I understood the power of working your strengths and hiring your weaknesses. And I found a ghost writer. And right. what happened is they could take my, you know, words of gab and then craft it in a way people would want to read it. Yeah. Now, you know what? Well, let me ask you this. Did you start off speaking first and then the, the writing came second then, right? Correct. I know it's usually a reverse of that one, yeah. but that's kind of how mine did. And it was really interesting because, uh, again, it would have been easy to quit after 100 rejections or 130 or 212. But I realized for myself is I knew, you know, I had something. But even if there are people that didn't believe it, I wouldn't let other people talk me out of my dream. And here we are now, I've been published in 86 books, 45 languages, and again, a, a star on the walk of fame for being an author. And the deal is, is to never let somebody else, especially yourself, talk you out of something that not you hope or wish or believe, but you know to be true. Okay, so 268 publishers told you no in your first book, and now you're 86 books. How many languages? Uh, I believe it's at least 45 and probably growing. And right now there's five of my titles on bestseller list at Barnes and Noble. So yeah. people don't understand this, but the Barnes and Noble bookstore, there's only one you know, major brand in America. They can only hold about 5,000 titles for every you know, building. So 4,500 are something called bestseller. This is what the ultimate thing you want to be as an author. What that means is that you're always on the shelf. So rich dad, poor dad, who moved my cheese, the Bible, Whatever, if someone buys one, they replace it immediately. It's backseller. A bestseller is over here with burn, you know, books, the hot new trend yeah. that comes out. So anyone can be on the bestseller list. To be, be on backseller, that is the key. Now, what was your most popular book? What was the book that got the most success, the most attention? I know Three Feet from Gold, but is that, is that the first one? Is that the biggest one? No, actually, it was one of the uh, average, I guess, at the end of the day, because if the millionaire mentor, Sold 55,000 copies in the first few months. And then Positive Impact sold 65,000 copies right out the gate. And then did the, my movie Pass It On, and that went worldwide and all these different things. So you know, I already had done about 30, 40 books before I started working with Napoleon Hill Foundation. Uh, but what's given me the greatest street cred, by all means, is the Think and Grow It series. I was so blessed, so honored to work with Don Green, the CEO of Napoleon Hill Foundation, Sharon Lecter, Bob you know, Proctor, and all these amazing people to work on that. Uh, but that's why I give me the greatest recognition. Well, you know what? One of my favorite books, I can't remember the title, but this book was about a gentleman who came into an, an office. Positive Impact. Mm -hmm. Positive Impact. Is Positive the, Impact. That's it. That, yeah. That, and I'm saying that was probably my second or first biggest bestseller of all time. In fact, people watching this right now want to copy that, uh, send me an email and I think I can send you a PDF of it. All right, perfect, perfect. We want to get everybody, I want to get that book to everybody, man, because it really, it kind of gives you a story about how to create culture, it opens up your mind about how to treat people and how you show up and how you empower and impact people. And, uh, you know, before I go into Secret Knock, man, because that seems to be part of your entire life story. So where do all these ideas come from? You know, a good writer writes about what they need help with uh, the most. And you mentioned writer, and I just did, but I'm going to be very clear with everyone. This is like there's no Santa Claus. So anyone that doesn't want to see reality, you might want to turn away right now. Uh, my name that goes on a book, so that makes me the author. But the person who wrote the book is a writer. They're usually two different people. And so what happens is it's my stories and messages, but I hired the greatest ghostwriters of our generation and they craft it in a way, like I said, that people want to see. You work your and that's what I do with 
Okay. Okay. Now, um, I love that. First of all, positive impact. I love it. I love Three Feet from Gold. My wife reads your stuff, reads your books every night. I mean, this is part of a ritual. It's like a, a kid with their bedtime story. That's just what she does, you know. So so thank you so much, man, for, for what you give and how you show up. But let's talk about Secret Knock. Um, how did that start? And tell us exactly what is Secret Knock? What is the mission? Okay. So Secret Knock is the strangest event that you cannot attend <laughs> unless you're invited. We hit the Forbes Inc. Entrepreneur's Top List of you know business events, and we did it for a very specific reason. It costs $3,000 to attend, and we will not tell you where it is or who will be there. And the whole idea is that we have to overly perform for 13 years in a row to make sure that you have access to the greatest icons of our generation. So our concept is instead of coaches and teachers and mentors, we just bring in the actual person who did what everyone else is talking about. If you want to start a nonprofit, here's the founder of Make-A-Wish. If you want to start a clothing line, here's the guy who did Ugg Boots. If you have an invention, here's a gentleman who invented the credit card magnetic strip and changed banking. And if we can give you direct access to the people that are getting the results you want for yourself, hopefully you can start doing it for yourself. Wow. Now, just think about that, guys. Um, pay $3,000 to go to an event. You have to be invited. You can't even go. You don't know who's there. You don't know what's going to happen. And that really it makes so much sense because now you overperform and you've been doing it for now, what, 13 years? Yeah, 13 years, and I just partnered with Jeff Klubeck, and the next one we're going to be doing in March will be spectacular. we got a new venue, new energy, new charisma, and new speakers. It's going to be phenomenal. And I understand that you, young man, whippersnapper, is going to be gracing the stage this go-around. Yeah, man, bless. I, I got lucky this time, and I love Jeff, man. Jeff's got a great energy. Uh, we're, we're, we're in great sync with each other. That's awesome, awesome. Now, secret knock. Now we got frequent knocks, so now you're going to take the message and, and take it to different parts of the country. So is that more like the feeder to kind of share the, bring the message out? or Because secret knock is more exclusive. Correct. Well, no, yeah, the, the idea like Jeff always talks about, mm -hmm. it, it's like having that little pink spoon sample at Baskin Robbins. So it's a little taste of it so you can see what it is and then hopefully come and join our group of amazing thought leaders. Uh, the next one's going to be March 25th and 26th. And, and it was interesting is that going around the world and interviewing these amazing people, I want to start sharing them with other like-minded folks. And that's why we made it hard for people to come because the real realities are, it, you know, it took me a while to build a relationship with, you know, Tonino Lamborghini flying in from Italy or with, you know, Presidente Vicente Fox from Mexico or Oscar winning actors or whatever. So I want to make sure that the people we surround ourselves with are of like mind so they can have access to them and also benefit from their experience. Wow. Well, look, I was at the last Frequent Knock here in Chicago and I endorse it to everyone out there. If you hear Frequent Knock is coming to your city or somewhere closer you can get there, even if you've got to fly there, it'd be well worth it. Just the, the quality of the people, the event itself, the content, and just to be able to network and to be able to build relationships, value-based real relationships with some incredible people is, is, is worth gold. I mean, it's, it's priceless, very much so. So how did this kind of start? On, so on December 11th, we're doing a frequent knock in Boston. Uh, on December 11th, uh, I, I recommend everyone go out. December 11th, and that's in Boston. Yeah, and Alex Stern... Uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Constant Contact will be one of our primary speakers. Plus, we're bringing some amazing thought leaders. So that's a very, very special uh, time to go out. I love Alex. I love Alex. Good man. Very good man. So now, um, now you've interviewed so many people uh, all over the world. Um, tell me about that experience of interviewing. What is the key? I'm, I'm interviewing you. I'm certainly not you. But what do you think is, are the keys to having a great interview? Before I go out and meet people, because I don't want to ask the same exact questions that everyone else asked before me. Okay. Okay. Well, you sure pull it out, man, and you make it fun as well. Uh, who was the most interesting person you have ever interviewed? Yeah, it's like picking your favorite child, but my favorite one came from a poet and a philosopher named Evander Holyfield, the boxing legend. Oh, yeah. And I asked him, I says, you know, what made you so special? And he said, I just had a higher standard. He said in sports, he showed up early, left late, had a higher standard, won more championships. Yeah. I said, didn't it hurt being in a fight? 
says, yeah, but when you're in a fight, you don't focus on the pain and the blows. If you focus on the pain, you end up on your back knocked out. But that's what people do outside the ring. Gas prices, war, economy. And then they wonder why they never become a champion. And he pulled me in tight, an Adonis of a man missing half an ear, but not by Tyson. He says, you know what's so funny? He says, when you do win the championship, everyone comes to their feet and they chant your name. They raise your hand in victory and they put a big shiny belt around your waist. And at that moment, you don't feel even one of the punches you took along the journey. Right. But the guy in the losing locker room will have every bruise, every excuse for the rest of their life, wishing they would have rose to the occasion. Wow. He didn't even miss that ear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, you started speaking, and we went into writing, author, uh, uh, taking these ideas, concepts, things you've been being able to see and communicate, and then let other people write those books, and you have a great success with that. When did it get into the movie realm? Yes. I think we'll do that when we come back from the commercial yeah. break. Uh, yeah, we just finished uh, the movie Wish Man. It's out right now, uh, pay-per-view, DVD, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. We get so we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Greg Reed. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at TheJamesStentleyShow.com Again, that's JD at TheJamesStentleyShow.com Now, back to the show. Well, we've got up until 20 minutes till until we take our next commercial break. But So we got a lot to talk about. Um, and I want you definitely to, to share some nuggets because the thing I love about you is that when you're speaking in front of the room, you can speak from what's in the book. You can talk about the things that you learned. and uh, People call them nuggets. I like to call them these pearls of, of wisdom, the things that really can impact someone. And, um, and that's a great skill set as well, man. So you're really, really good at it. So can you, before we go into the movies, uh, let's talk about these books for people who want to create success in their life, whether it be in parenting, in school, in business, in life in general. What are some of the key components in your experience to help people mentally, first of all, and spiritually become centered so they can help create the success they want in their life? That's a big, giant lot of stuff. Now, you started with books, and then it's how you make your biggest impact. And so there's a lot of answers in between. So start with the books. Uh, a book is basically a hook. It opens up the doors of opportunity. There's not a lot of money in books whatsoever. However, 
uh, it opens up, you know, speaking opportunities, coaching events, things of this nature. So I recommend everyone be in a book. In fact, we've got one coming out called POP, Power of Proximity, where my ghostwriter that writes my bestsellers will interview you and weave your story into a story and you can become a bestselling author with me and with Jeff Klubeck. So well, cool. you know, that's kind of a cool thing. But the answer to the other question is how you make the biggest impact is you start with the mirror. It's like anything else. We don't teach what we don't perfect ourselves. So for example, you know, I'm a 31 year sober guy. I'm not going to go seek counsel from someone about how to live my life from someone who's, you know, hitting the pipe underneath the bridge. I'm going to surround myself with like-minded people. So for success in business is to seek counsel and not opinion. Opinions based on ignorance and lack of knowledge where counsel's based on mentorship, people paved the way. So if you go to a family friend and say you're going to start this new business, they might talk you out of it if they've never done it. But if you go to a leading world authority in that chosen field of endeavor, they'll sit you down and say, here's what you need to know before you get started and give you counsel. So if we would spend our activity only seeking counsel in our lives and ignoring opinion, Hmm. that's the day our life would change. Now, that's so simple, but it's so deep. Wow. Okay. And you know what? Um, you know, it's about, about being coachable and being open. And sometimes people, you know, I had a mentor many years ago. He said, you can make make a decision. You can be right or you can be rich. Pick mm. it. And I find most people want to be right, not really successful because they're not measuring it. They just want to be right. So in your books and in your experiences and from the people you've interviewed, uh, what are some of the things you can share with our audience just about uh, what is success? I mean, it means different things to different people, but what is it? And how do you wake up every single day with that smile, that energy, having fun, enjoying life and handling business? How do you do that? So I can answer that from my perspective only. And my definition of success and happiness comes to one just word called freedom. So, you know, I haven't set an alarm clock and I couldn't tell you how long. And I set my own schedule and I have created literally the ideal life that I dreamed of. And so that's to me the idea of success. Now, when it comes to money, Completely different. You know, I just wrote this book called Wealth Made Easy. And I went around the world and interviewed people worth a hundred million to a billion dollars to find out how they became wealthy. Not personal mindset crap and what they ate and mantras, like how did they physically make this wealth? And this was spectacular because these billionaires gave me their exact blueprint. And it was so simple. And I started following and duplicating that for myself in this last year. I've doubled my personal net worth uh, just by following the principles that I learned. And that's the big thing. Many receive great advice, but not everyone takes action and follows through with it. Yeah. You know, we, we always say that um, it's like learning how to bake a great cake. Once you can bake it, you can bake it in any kitchen. Mm. It's transferable. And that's cool. And it's really kind of simple. Find somebody who has that has what you want or has what you think you want. That is living a life that has a... Uh, for me, I had mentors, and I just loved the way they showed up and how they were present with other people. And I studied that mentor that modeled that and then took upon that characteristic, and it just kind of became part of me as well. I've got one of those that's really cool. I mentioned earlier President Vicente Fox. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, we were in Las Vegas, and it was just him, his wife, me and my former wife, and we were walking around the Strip, and people were going up to him and wanting to take pictures and autographs and things. And it was really interesting. What he did is when he was surrounded by people, he didn't turn his body and talk to the person next to him. He took his feet and turned them towards that person. And I realized that each person felt like they're having a one-on-one communication. And even though he was short with them and said, look, it was a pleasure meeting the thing. I got over here. But he was so direct. And I said, from now on, every time I get off stage and people you know, come and they want to, it's a moment of your time, I make sure I turn my feet to them. And yeah. it's so interesting, these little things that you can learn by watching. And I'll tell you, Les Brown taught me a great uh, little nugget recently. Okay. One, he told me when you're speaking, you hold the microphone at the end. And he yeah. says, when people hold it up here to their face, they block their face. But when you have it out here, you've got motion and things of this nature. Yeah. But more importantly, he taught me one thing. He says, Embraced, embrace the applause. And that was so hard for me. So when I was done speaking and everyone applaud or standing ovation, I go, oh, no, no. And I'd walk off the stage. And he says, no, he goes, they're honored. You have to stop, absorb it, even if it's uncomfortable, and say thank you and accept it. And he goes, because it's not about you. You're honoring the people that are honoring you. That's awesome. Yes, that's the man. That's my guy. So let's go to the movie business. 
Okay. Now, you said pass it on. I remember pass it on. Yeah. Uh, now, did you produce that or you were part of it or what was that? I made it. Yeah, that was, my, yeah, that was, my, that was my, first, uh, my first movie. I didn't know that. I know Bill was a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, pass it on. So that was your first one. And now Wishman's out. So tell us a little bit about Wishman. I saw the movie, man. I was blown away. I was just really impressed. I'm not just saying it. I love that movie. Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, the founder of the great nonprofit, Make-A-Wish, um, had, I asked him in an interview, I said, what did you ask for? You know, what was your wish? And he said, no one asked me. I says, well, I will grant your wish. Whatever it is you want, I would like to be the guy that grants his wish. And he said, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids know I did something cool. So it took six years, millions of dollars, and we created the movie Wish Man. Uh, we had our theatrical run. We got Oscar qualified, and now we're begging for a you know nomination in fall. And then we also are on pay-per-view, streaming device, DVDs at Walmart, Target, all that stuff. And we're getting ready to start streaming it uh, more internationally starting next month. Well, that's a great movie, man. I really want to get that movie in. And, uh, and put together some type of, not a gala, so to speak, but maybe an event where we can have other nonprofit organizations come in or people have the heart to give and share or, or just understand that how their story can impact the lives of so many because that movie was beautifully done. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. And what's interesting is that people always wait till the perfect time to get started. Look, I don't know anything about making movies. I just had a goal. So what I did is I sought counsel. And I called up Oscar winners and said, how do you do this business? I went and had a meeting with the guy who invented the Showtime television network and e-network and said, teach me. And they did. And I just started duplicating it. Yeah. And what happened is I, it's kind of like the land of the misfit toys. I just bought the best people that I could afford that had a heart for this project. Yeah. So instead of hiring one super famous face net recognized person, I brought in the most eager, you know, actor that I could find that could do the best quality job, which was Andrew Steele, who rocked it. And then he brought his friends and his associations and his camera guys. And next thing you know, we built something very special. But it was all from the mind, honestly, of Theo Davies, who wrote and directed it. He's the person behind the scenes that made it come to life. Well, it was, a, it was a great movie, man. I, you know, I was down there in Cal- we were in California, yep. And uh, whew, that was just it was an awesome time. Man. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It had every they had every component in it. Is that something you always wanted to do and be in the movies? When when did that come? I mean, when did that vision come and strike you? I, no, I I didn't. It's just uh, necessity of our industry. And what's really interesting is like you talked about earlier, how do you make this impact? Look, I've done a bunch of books, and let's say I've accidentally impacted a million lives. Well, that's cool, but this movie, I already will tell you, will be impact tens of millions of people. So exponentially, I'm 10xing. Yeah. And so to me, now I'm looking for new mediums and modalities, and I'm also looking into television right now from a very big aspect to get involved there as well. Are you going to do streaming, or what do you want to do there? No, I want to have it be a network TV show. I've been working behind the scenes with some amazing people to awesome. pull something together and not look like the same old thing. You know, like Secret Knock and the thing. Yeah. How do we do something the way that we'd want to do it? Not just because Statics Quo says to do it that way. Yeah. When I did The Millionaire Mentor, the reason I got turned down is because I wasn't a big reader. So I big, used big fonts, little tiny words, and I put little quote cards all through it. And it went against every way you make a book. And that's why everyone said no. However, when it did get published and went to multiple languages around the world and became a success, and they could translate it because everyone could understand. Wow. Now, all your books, I want to make sure that our, our crew, our, our posse, our family uh, get access to all of your work, all of it, because we're really big on reading and I really love what you do. So they just go to Amazon or do you have a site with all of your material on it? Where can we find Gregory? Yeah, just Google. I'm just going and yeah, I'm kind of everywhere. But the main thing is, is that you know, it's not always just my work. I, I got to tell you, my favorite book I've ever read was Jim Stovall. It's called The Ultimate Gift. Read that book before I even read mine. I mean, it's amazing that book. Uh, it transformed everything the way I started looking at things and I started writing parallel with his work because he is such a genius. Yeah. So that was your favorite book. What's your next two? Well, we have to say Think and Grow Rich because it's been part of you know my entire industry, which is phenomenal and amazing teachings that have stood the test of time. And then after that one, 
I'd probably go something like with Gung Ho or Stark Raving Fans, good oh. old Lanchard, because those are great classics that inspired me to make sure that we went beyond the extra mile. So many people give the least amount. And to us, it's like, look, if people are going to trust us to come to Secret Knock, invest all their time and energy and resources, we're going to make sure we over deliver to make them yeah. raving fans. Yeah. Now, what got you into uh, uh, the social consciousness uh, sphere where you, you have a heart to give back and to empower and impact other people so they can get back to make a bigger difference. Uh, I've never heard you really talk about making a lot of money. It's always about making a difference, doing something different than everybody else is doing. Where did that come from? And, and tell us a little bit more about that. I was probably something instilled from my family. You know, it's, who knows? It's subconscious. I'm 56 years old. And where did we get all these messages over life? I'm not sure, but I will say this. I went to my son Colt just two days ago and said, Hey son, I go, we've had a tremendous year. I go, we've, broken all of our records. We have some, you know, positive cash flow. What should we do? And I look, I go, should we buy another car? Should we go on vacation? He says, dad, he goes, couldn't we just give some of that away to people who could use it more than us? Yeah. I went, there you go. That's exact there right answer. And we did so. There you go. So what's next now for Greg Reed? Read the television. Yeah, I think TV is going to be a big focus, but we're going to grow secret knock uh, and, and okay. frequent knocks. And it's going to become a, a staple in our industry of what's good. You know, we want to become the Nordstrom of our industry where everyone's trying to put butts in seats and cattle call. That's not us. We're looking for quality, amazing people that we can, you know, share our friends and resources with. Door number one, two, the movie. Come on, let's see if we can get an Oscar. And then we can get Frank's message out there even stronger. He was just on the Doctors TV network last week. He goes on uh, the Hallmark Channel next week, Inside Edition, E, all that stuff. So we're spreading that message worldwide. Everyone download Wishman. Absolutely. All right, so now I usually start with this, but I'm going to bring this in now. I want to hear about uh, how did you grow up, man? Tell me about your family dynamic. Yeah, I grew up in a really rough part of the world called Del Mar, California. <laughs> little beach town. I always joke, I go, things were hard growing up. One time the gardener couldn't show and I had to mow the lawn myself, you know, the, the agony of my life. So I, I don't have those rough stories. I grew up in a very great, and you know, surroundings and one of the greatest places in the world. And, you know, I've never gone without I've, I've lived a different generation. In fact, many people watching this, that is it. I think sometimes we have guilt because we didn't have, you know, we didn't go to war at our time and we didn't have, you know, rations and things of this nature. Uh, our biggest thing was 2007, eight, when we had our economic collapse, but we still had a cell phone and drove Mercedes. So our, our version of it is a little bit different. And I'm very blessed and honored to acknowledge the fact that all the people that have died before us and given an opportunity for us to live the land that we do uh, and appreciate all the, the opportunities that we have. Wow. That's cool. Are you going to be at the event uh, in the next two weeks? I have no idea. There's so many events. You know, okay. for whatever event it is, you know, the whole idea is that I'm talk about the city. <laughs> yeah, there are all kinds of stuff. And by the way, you're talking about city Gala city summit uh -huh. and with right along. You know, Ryan, you know, it's like anything else. You know, we go through our learning curves and our growing pains and things of this nature. One of the coolest things about Ryan is stickability. Look, yeah. even through his challenging times, he always comes out on top and he's got a smile on his face and he's doing his very best to give back and make sure people are taken care of and whole. So I honor and respect that from the highest degree. Yes, yes, absolutely. I was asking you because I was going to call him because I, I brought Byron Scott down there and you interviewed Byron. Um, but then also they're doing a reality show with uh, cheerleaders. And I was inviting all of them to come down. I was going to talk to Ryan and say, okay, maybe Greg, you can interview these guys. They're about to start their own show. Um, they're all professional cheerleaders and they're having a lot of fun with it. But Bravo is about to pick them up. Oh, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Mine's going to be all around the secret of happiness. So I own the trademark brand, websites, apps. And so my goal is to travel around the world to meet the most amazing people and find out what their definition of the secret of happiness. So go to Beyonce's house and have her show us around, show her what happiness. And then, you know, go to a scientist and say, this is the actual return on investment for being happy. You'll live better, less heart attacks and create something very cool that people haven't seen before. That's awesome. And that's awesome. You know, we went to the um, uh, Waco where arts can occur. You familiar with that one? I am. 
Oh, yeah. We were there last year. I was really kind of blown away. I loved the way they had it set up. They raised like $2 million for nonprofits. It was pretty cool. So we're going to take another commercial break, and we're going to come right back. And let's talk about uh, just how do we make a a bigger difference? What can we do from your advice uh, and from your counsel? What can we do to make right now to make a bigger difference in our world today? Because there's so many things that we need today from the from the, the, the climate uh, to the social impact, how we treat one another now, how we communicate. So uh, we're going to come right back in about a few, about a minute, and we'll get back with Greg Reed and talk a little bit more. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back uh, to the James Dentley Show. I'm here with Greg Reed. And this part of the show is brought to you by Total Life Changes, the incredible ISO Detox Tea. So you can inbox us or you can uh, send us an email to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Get your free sample. As a phenomenal company, has made a difference in my life and the lives of so many other people. So, total life changes. We want to thank you, Mister Reed. Mm. We're talking about social media and how do we really, in your opinion and your expertise, to create your brand, to maintain your brand, and how should we use addicted to it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. So, on Instagram, uh, I. I started building up a bigger following than I did on Facebook and the other ones because a good quarterback never throws the football where a wide receiver is standing. They throw it downfield and let him run to it. So what I've been doing is watching youth. So Facebook started by kids and then as adults jacked it all up and then everyone's going to Instagram, but now they're getting off that going to TikTok. So what I'm doing is slowly growing my communities off of Facebook. So I'm going to be seen everywhere. So, yeah. And the main thing there's this is all these networks, they're free. Open up account on all of them. You might as well because if one takes off and you've got a stability and you reserved your name, it can't hurt you. So the whole idea is to make sure that you're on all of them all the time. And then door number two, the same posts that you do on Facebook, do on Instagram, do on TikTok, do on the on Friendster, do on whatever, because what happens, you know, on Pinterest, because it keeps your consistency brand alive all the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, lo- I looked at, uh, at at social media and looked what everybody was doing, and it was a formula that I call MET. Uh, they motivate you, first of all, to utilize it. They motivate you, inspire you to use it. We wake up, first thing we do is grab that phone. 
And then the ability, that's the A, is to make it so simple that anyone can do it. Anyone can just put a button and see you make a post and you want to see what was said. And then T is for trigger, the internal and external trigger. Because when you put something out there, you're going to go back and find out what response you got. And you just automatically just locked in, locked in, locked in. Now, have you ever noticed that uh, that uh, how people can use that same formula in different parts, different businesses and companies and industries to do the exact same thing to create massive success, create massive value, and get their message and their work out to the world? Of course. I mean, many of them. I mean, you talk about Waco, Texas, the Dwyer group that owns uh, Mr. Reuter and Molly Maids and, you know, all those different ones. You know, they created that type of environment. Tom Shoes was a great one where they would get a movement going where people would go in and check to see how people are doing. Water.org. I mean, the list goes on. But the main thing is to uh, understand that everything you just said is 100 percent correct. I mean, it's kind of like using a certain type of tissue. When you blow your nose, there's some formaldehyde in there to make your nose itch, so you use more of it. And wow. so social media is the same type thing. It's just you're always scratching your nose, and that cold will never go away because it's feeding something. On the same note, I mean, I've done really positive stuff, minus these people, like, you know, borrowing my likeness from time to time. The real realities are I've met people from all around the world that I never would have. Um, you know, I'm even on a dating app right now trying it out, and I'm meeting people out of my sphere of influence. And it's pretty cool because all of a sudden it's changing the modality, and, and more importantly, it's closing the gap. So I can meet someone now from Arkansas that I never would have had an opportunity to cross paths with before. Oh, the dating app? Yeah, on that, on, you know, again, on Instagram, on all these different things. And it's, yeah. it's really cool because I realized in my own hometown, I'm probably the least popular guy in San Diego, but I'm huge in New York or wherever. So it's hard to be a prophet in your own hometown. So it's kind of cool to get out there and yeah. see what's going on. Well, you have the coolest jackets in the world. This is the calmest outfit I've ever seen you on, have on since I've met you. Well, yeah. I'm at I'm at home, so it's, <laughs> it's the Greg Reed casual style. You know what's interesting is that, you know, speaking of that, you know, there's stage Greg, and then there's real Greg. So stage Greg's this guy in these funky jackets is bright and screams and yells and jumps on chairs, but real Greg's pretty mellow dude, lives in Beachtown, a community, and I ride a skateboard, and, you know, I'm just a writer dude. And so it's really interesting. So a lot of times, uh, back to the dating thing, when I'd, someone would see me on stage and then we'd go to dinner – I'm not jumping on the table going, believe in your dreams. <laughs> so, <laughs> just showing up as me. And they're expecting old stage Greg. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What would you say gives you the most joy? Oh, my son. There's no question. I mean, I'm learning every single day something new about this kid. And he's teaching me lessons. And it's really cool to be a modern dad. Your generation and mine, we had seven minutes a day FaceTime with our dads. Yeah. And in today's generation, we have unlimited amount of time. So our kids are going to grow up and go, man, you'd never go away. <laughs> You're always there. <laughs> They'll find something to complain about. Yeah. And what's really fun, though, is to actually see how their minds think. Because I always figured my kid would be just like me. But they're their own person. They yeah. have their own thoughts, their own meanings, of things. So it's really funny to see how they deduce and come to conclusions. Yeah, I tell you, man, when they, when they watch you, they hear a lot just by what they see. Uh, it just really kind of sinks in. Now, how old is he? Seven. And he had Seven. the number one spoken album on Amazon in January when he was six. And mm -hmm. now he's got a uh, voice smooth. It's coming in today. And so he's going to do a new album tomorrow and then hopefully drop in the next couple of weeks. Now, we have a seven-year-old. We got to get him to good get to work. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get to work. Uh, the teacher asked him, what do you want to be? He says, I want to be a billionaire. I want to be a boss. So for last Halloween, he dressed up with a, with a mustache and put a suit on, had a briefcase full of money. Nice. And he comes back home and he's got pictures of his girls leaning on both sides of him like this. On both sides. <laughs> I said, oh, no. <laughs> Good looking kid, boy. Be careful what you ask for. because I know, I know, I know, I know. So when you were, were you an athlete at all? Uh, in school, of course. I mean, okay. after a wrestling team and, you know, all that good stuff. 
but today I still am. I mean, if anyone that comes to the house, you know, we're going to start doing some competitive stuff. So I'm going to ride skateboards. Like I said, after this, mm -hmm. I got a pickleball uh, match going on at three o'clock. I got ping pong in the back, basketball, all the different games. We've got, uh, you know, cornhole. Someone's playing something physical in our house every single day. How do you do all these things and you're having all this fun? Because I surround myself with amazing people. So, for example, Secret Knock right now is being ran by Jeff Klubeck and with Shannon Parsons and yeah. with residents of amazing people that are helping with the day-to-day -day activities. Same thing with Clarity, my new corporation that I've been working with. I now am president of a network marketing company. And it's really interesting. If you surround yourself with amazing people, amazing things start happening. We can give the directive and give the vision and then surround ourselves with the people who are smarter than you, allow them to do the task. Now, network marketing, you know, Bob Proctor, uh, Mark Victor Hansen, his entire family. Uh, I've been in it for 25 years um, in MLM and haven't worked today for 24. So what do you like about network marketing? What is special about that, in your opinion? Well, I, again, I'm going to just give you my feedback on this. So. I have to tell you a story before I tell you that story. So no, no. it's very interesting. I had this aha when I was writing my last book. It said, what if God in the universe granted every wish and prayer, but we didn't like the packaging, so we sent it away? So if I said, God, I need $100, please, and a yeah. truck pulls up with aluminum cans and says, take these off my hands, they're worth $100. Let's say, get those stinky things out of here. I asked, I prayed, it was delivered. I didn't like the packaging, so I sent it on its way. So recently I started saying, well, I'm going to be more open to opportunities. And I discovered network marketing and I just crushed it my first year. And I said, how many millions of dollars have I said no to? Just like that aluminum cans. Yeah. And then next I'm going to seek an opportunity where I can not just be part of it, but I could be an owner. I can help set the vision. Yeah. And I stumbled across Robin who founded Clarity and now it's blowing up. We just awesome. launched last week. I got to tell you, it's one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my career. And I believe that we got a great product, but great foundation to build from. Now, I love the industry. You know, I used to own a company as well. I vowed I'd never do that again. Ah. I had all the freedom in the world working 10 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I paid my life back at 80 hours a week to make no money for three years. <laughs> company made money. It's mm -hmm. pretty tough. But you know what? The thing I love about that, and you're, you're the president of a company, and people who are in the higher echelon of a network marketing company, they're very special people because you have to give your life to everyone. Mm -hmm. you have, and it has to be authentic. You have to be present for every, care about everyone. And the thing about network marketing, everybody can get involved. So now how long have you been in the industry now? Just one full year. And I've been with Clarity for the last six months. And it's been a really, really neat role ride for me because well. – I have a different viewpoint of that. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when people sign up, we created a logical system from very the beginning. We created a foundation that's so strong. So I didn't have to show up for every single person because that's just a job. I'm going to pass on that. So what we did is when people register and sign up with a program, someone from the home office will call them immediately and reach out to them and send them a text and welcome aboard and make sure they get a phone call to get what they need and the whole bit. So people are touching them all the time. But if I'm doing that to thousands of people, that's yeah. not the best use of my yeah. time. So I made sure that we set the foundations from day one. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not just talking about being physically there with a person, but just your whole scope and your intention mm -hmm. is for everyone. That's right. Everyone. Yeah, you want everyone to succeed. You want you want people to succeed, but you also understand that not everyone will. Yeah. And, and it's, it's our job as a mentor or any other type of business. All we can do is give people the opportunity, the tools, and the resources. It's up to them yeah. if they're going to go build the house. I can hand them the you know, nails and the hammers and the wood and the design, yeah. but it's not up to me. And that's one of the greatest things I learned many years ago, probably five years ago, the power of non-attachment. Now, detachment means you don't care. That's not me. Non-attachment means I'm going to go crazy all in on my book. I'm going to do everything to great the, for the best book I can. But once it's released, it's not up to me whether it becomes a bestseller or people love it. I just did the best on my side of the fence. And that's how I do things with everything around me, and especially with network marketing. I'm going to build the greatest infrastructure in the world. It's up to other people to step into their greatness and take and run. Yeah. So you do the work and you separate yourself from the result. That's right. You put a daily result. Got it. Got it. Well, you're perfect for this industry, man. I tell you, your energy is infectious. You already understand culture. You already know how to build a, a team. You already have the credibility there. You already care. So this is a, a natural thing for you, man. So I'm not just going to wish you success. I'm going to say congratulations and welcome. Oh, thank Great you. Great industry.
And, and, and for a limited time, I can get you involved too. <laughs> and, you know, it's so, it's so, it's so interesting. I know. You know what's so interesting about network marketing is people don't do something called illuminate. And my mentor taught me this. If I got a pimple and I got a first date, I open the door, I'm going to say, look, I got a pimple. We'll laugh, get out of the way. I'm not going to hide it. I illuminated it. Mm-hmm. Same thing on our industry. First thing I do is go to people and say, I'm in network marketing. I got this new business. This is our opportunity. Because most people pump up the product and all this stuff. And the people in the back of their mind are waiting for a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm letting people know up front what we're doing. And by doing that, and they give us the permission to speak to them, that's where the opportunity comes our way. That's absolutely incredible, man. Well, you're going to do extremely well. So congratulations. Welcome to our tribe. And anything I can do to help, I will. I can't join it, but I can support you. I can help you, man. It's enough there for everybody. I love our industry. It changes our life. All right. Looks like we got a couple more minutes. Any last question? Well, I want any final thoughts that you have inside of you just want to share. What do you have? Yeah, it keeps going down to the same cliches, though, that we've heard a million times, you know, that we're a reflection of the people we hang around, income, attitude, lifestyles, the average group. Eh, I don't buy it anymore. You know what I really do think? I think it's the actions behind the law of attraction that makes our dreams come true. You got to think it, feel it, but you got to do it. When Bob Proctor and I did this book, it's called Thoughts Are Things. And we went around and interviewed people and realized that thoughts are not things. It's only thoughts backed by action become things. We have 64,000 thoughts a day, according to science. And majority of them are ants, automatic negative thoughts. They're part of the reptilian part of your brain to protect you. So if thoughts were things, then everything would be chaos in our world. And that's not truth. So the whole thing, it's only the actions that you take based on those thoughts become your truth and your reality. So be careful what you think for. Be careful what you ask for. But more importantly, Watch what the actionable steps you take because that's the real results you'll get. Well, you've heard of Mr. Greg Reed, founder of Secret Knock, uh, movie icon, mogul. Uh, welcome. Congratulations on your star. Uh, that's very impressive and exciting. I can't wait to go there and dance around it. Take a, <laughs> lay, on, lay on the ground, take a picture by your star. <laughs> nice. And I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks, my friend. That's going to conclude our show. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to have you back when I do a network marketing show. Maybe we could kind of talk and, and uh, just talk about uh, this industry and how great it is and see what happens. Absolutely. Anytime, you know we're brothers, and I look forward to seeing you at Secret Knock in March no matter what. You got it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the show. We just had the incredible Mr. Greg Reed. I thank you so much, my friend, and I will chat with you a little bit later. That's going to conclude the show for today. And don't forget, next week we're going to have Mr. David Michaels. You know that guy? Of course. <laughs> He's going he's gonna to plug in from Puerto Rico. That's amazing. Incredible Davin Michaels next week. Greg, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. You're welcome. It's great seeing you. Talk to you soon. See you in California. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.